Hey everyone, this is Stevie Richards. Welcome to episode number five of the Big Fitness Show. Today we are going to talk about diets. And along with me here is the man going through what day are you on now at XND 63, Mike? What day is it? Today is day 19. So it's going very, very well for me with, with day 19. I'm super pumped about it. The diet part has been a big piece of it that has that has taken place. So I'm excited to talk about this today. And uh, awesome. nice I saw you on page friend. 17 with some uh, some yogi. You were doing some twists. And <laughs> another day, right? I was I was working on some mobility because I I'm not great at stretching and and doing mobility work. And I just get like it, the program I'm doing right now is more like bodybuilding type stuff. And so I just get real tight. And so yeah, I had to open up the hips a little bit and stuff. Yeah, I know exactly how you feel. My wife actually been bothering me. And I want to, I, once I get into doing yoga or doing mobility stuff, I really get into it because you obviously almost can feel the benefits sometime instantly as soon as you're done. But then, no, well, tell me what 40, 50 plus year old man is going to voluntarily do yoga if they're not already just practicing each and every day. I like I just, I'm still stuck in that mental state where you just said cardio, cardio lifting and cooling down and you're done. And it's not that simple. No. Yeah. No, it's definitely uh, something that I think I need to pay more attention to. And I think all dudes our age need to pay attention to because it's, uh, it's important. And I notice a difference. Just like if I sit too long, if I sit at my desk all day too long, my hips are just locked up or tight and I can't, and then it makes my back hurt and then it's hard to lift. And so yeah, mobility and and stuff like that. I mean, maybe we should talk about that in an episode one of these times uh, about things that we can do. But it's, yeah, it was, I needed it for sure. <laughs> yeah. I, you, you can call that episode like doing yoga, kicking and screaming or something like that. <laughs> I mean, like something like that. I do have the pop-up yoga studio. It came at the end of episode four. So nobody yeah. saw on video how bad I am at doing blur tracking and then Final Cut Pro. So I'm going to try to switch that over to DaVinci Resolve. But doing doing hot versions of any exercise, like out on the beach during the summer or uh, doing something like this with the pop-up tent to be able to do yoga, lift, and even put the put the air bike in there and be able to do cardio in there. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. So content-wise, that's going to be a reason to start. And hopefully that's going to be the springboard that's going to push me into that. Hey, you know, and we can talk about, it. I think one episode we'll talk about maybe scheduling and how you mm -hmm. can schedule and get all these modalities in. But I've seen Rogan, Joe Rogan talk about like, he just writes on like a whiteboard or something or a piece of paper, what he has to do for the week. Like I got to do two yoga sessions. I got to do two full body workouts. I got to mm -hmm. do two like hip workouts. And he fills his week and when I, according to how he feels, what he might need, and I, I thought about journaling and doing it like that. Like, here's my week ahead. Got to get these in no matter what day of the week it is, no matter what order, I have to get these in. And that might be the way I need to go. Sure. Yeah. No, that would definitely be beneficial to plan that out. And we can, I would love to talk about that even more because it might light a fire under me too. If you get into it and with the content for the hot yoga studio, maybe I'll follow. I used to teach, <laughs> I used to teach yoga. So it's I know. Not, like no guy, even the ones that teach yoga, if you stop doing it, you're never going around just to lift some weights. But um, this episode is about uh, fad diets mm -hmm. and, uh, you yeah. know, or it's trendy diets, let's say trendy yes. diets, because trendy diets are probably, probably better to say because they can always switch up. But there's been some that have 
kind of hung on as longer trends uh, of mm-hmm. diets. And I've tried mostly all of them. And we're going to talk about the pitfalls that could possibly come from that. Uh, but no better time uh, to actually get off of my proper nutrition plan to actually uh, fly and travel and be in a yeah. hotel and have my schedule completely screwed up, which is funny. I was because, just going to ask you about that. <laughs> I traveled full time for like, I would say 20, 21 years out of my, out of my wrestling career. And I was, I was, you know, there's times where I gained a lot of weight and I was off like everybody else when they do the roller coaster ride, but I was mostly dialed in and it was mostly from a, a money saving type thing when I was wrestling shakes and bars. And I told you before, it never, it probably didn't do my, my metabolism, my adrenals or anything, any good over that course of time to, 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 to carb deplete, to not taking proper food, all that stuff. Um, but this, this particular flight, because I really don't like travel and they make it very stressful these days. Um, I did eat, but I found, and we'll get into this part of, of dieting. I found how much it's going to be weird when I'm home, I do proper portion control. So mm-hmm. I've simplified it. So we're going to talk about the trendy diets, how complicated these sometimes. Uh, but oh, how did it change the next speakers? There, my sound. Hold on a second here. Can you talk for a second? Yeah. You oh. hear me all right? Yeah, just send my speakers picked up. Get yeah. a Mac. Get a Mac, everybody. <laughs> oh, so, you know, I get back on track. So, you know, I'm, I'm flying and I'm, I'm not having access to food that, that number one is affordable and number two, it's got all sorts of stuff in it. So I haven't prepared it just like any, anybody that eats out anywhere. I, I assume the airport, even more sodium than a restaurant, I'm assuming the airport, even less healthy food, maybe less natural. There's nothing. It's just food. And the reason why it costs so much is because there's no other restaurants around. They're pretty much those two or three on one end or the other. So I ended up, uh, what did I end up getting? I ended up, there was a, there was a Mexican place that had some tacos and they looked pretty fresh. Uh, so I had those on the plane, which wasn't bad. But then when I got in, I had to go basically right to the office. We had to kind of meet so we can film the next day and get, just get a, the day started right off the bat. So we, we like to have a meeting for a couple hours, but it's two hours behind. So technically when I ate on the plane, I was two hours ahead on the east coast time because i didn't eat till after we took off or it doesn't matter because when we land we're two hours behind in utah so now my eating's off because it's like oh my god it's like two o'clock and i'm starving i just planned at 2 2 30 but i have to go to the office go to the office come back finally get a meal which is as healthy as i can get one of those poke balls with with the fish and rice Mm. right there fish and rice i'm starving it's technically 5 30 but you know my wife and i are in bed for 30 minutes by <laughs> 30, 30, or we're getting ready and we're about to go to sleep at 7 38 o'clock sure oh it's off so now i yeah. know I'm so aware now i'm looking at this food and i'm like i never eat this late but it's not this late but it is this late to my body clock sure so eat it, and as soon as i'm eating it i'm like okay this is a lot of food i'm really hungry I ate the, the fish, I ate the rice, and the rice was too big, like ice cream scoops. So it had to be two cups of rice instead of sure. a half to three quarters, maybe a cup of rice that I have with my dinner. So I'm already feeling it. And I'm already kind of 
from being on the stale air of a plane, from being in the airport, from being uncomfortable, from everybody being so stressed and just bumping it, you know, it just, it builds up. So yeah, I just felt automatically like uh, my, my metabolism's off. I ate this food. It tasted really good, but now I got to kind of go right to bed because it feels like it's, it's nine o'clock now it's seven, but it's nine. I go to sleep. I get up the next morning. What time do you think I get up? Oh, if I was going to say by your clock, you were probably up at maybe two o'clock local time. So four o'clock your time. Oh, one, geez. One thirty, one one thirty Utah, three thirty my. So I got up the same exact time I always do. Sure. Got up with a bloated belly. I'm so I'm like full to the point of being sick. Sure. I can't get up and work out yet because I I you know I'm gonna have a 16, 18 hour day ahead of me. So I'm trying to lay in bed, just relax. But my stomach is killing me. Like, like yeah. you ate way too much food, way too much. Thing. It wasn't even junky food. Neither meal was that way. Then, of course, the next two days, the people at the office, which were very nice and took me out to lunch, you're still getting off of the, you know, the portion control is out the window because yeah. you're hungry, you're working hard, you're filming, right. and you're just, you're so hungry. And also, you're not home. So you feel, just this general stress about being out of sync with your routine, much sure. less my wife and the cats and all that stuff. So could it be a little emotional eating too, that I'm not used mm -hmm. to kind of being this far out of my routine. So portion controls out. Also, what are you going to do when you go out and you have like some barbecue or whatever? What are you going to have to drink? Right. <laughs> a soda, a soda, right? So it's like, it's more to go big, go home scenario. Literally yeah. big, feeling big, at least sure. just part of my belly. So, and then when I get into, and we talked about it last week, this, this is why I love doing the show with you. And I, I, I that overtraining episode could not have come at a better time. Because what do you think my first instinct is when I overeat or I feel bloated or I feel like I'm just not sweating out the toxins from travel what do you think cardio man cardio 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 go get it <laughs> I, and i already did my longer session like last sure. year episode before i did my longer session i felt good i'm going to be around gym equipment all day i know i'm going to be sweating just because we're, we're hustling and trying to get it done and i'm trying to organize and have a shot list and all these these professional things that i'm not used to doing with preparation so i gotta so once again, you type, multiply that, and then I got to get up the next morning and, um, you know, get up very early before my flight, work out like I always do, get to the airport. Then I get to the airport, nothing's open. So now I'm at the opposite end of, the, you know, the chaos of my routine with eating, at least my eating, is now I went from eating way too many uh, big portions of meals, drinking the soda, to having almost I had two peanut quest peanut butter cups that I bought the day before mm. that were left over. I had that after my workout and then I had nothing mm. until I got home at like three, three thirty. Yeah, sure. And yeah, that's, yeah, that's rough. people wonder that's the life of anybody that travels, especially wrestlers who have to go to different time zones almost every week. It, it screws sure. with your body. So, you know, and I was tempted to kind of like, okay, I'm going to be gone. So, if I know I'm going to overeat, should I do one of these trendy diets that we're going to talk about today as a, a stopgap? Sure. There's many health issues that kind of like borderline came to light 
from doing those diets. So I had to, it was very much an internal struggle, angel and devil on your shoulder type thing in many different aspects. But now I'm back in like literally now just one good night's sleep. I feel like I'm back on the right track. It's so amazing. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, I definitely have a tangent. I'm sorry. No, I know it was great, dude. Like, cause I, I think that that's a real life scenario that people deal with because not everybody is on the road. Like you were when you were wrestling full-time, right? Like not everybody experiences that life, but every, a lot of people, maybe not everybody, but most people will have that couple day trip that they got to go get on the road for and they eat like crap or if they're going on vacation and you know, then they take <laughs> the wheels fall off with their diet, nutrition and stuff. And so that's a real life scenario that, that people have to face. And, you know, it's one of those things that knowing, uh, that knowing, like there's a couple different ways you can look at it. You can give yourself a little grace and realize, Hey, it's only for a couple of days. I'm okay. Like, it'll be all right to eat like that. Or you could plan ahead a little bit better, you know, try to alleviate some of the stress of, of what's going on in the, in the airport, but also managing the time frame of it. And, but it's real, real stuff that you got to deal with all the time. And then trying in a, in a situation like you were in where you have to go and perform, it's hard, you know, when you, you've got to eat something and time gets away from you because you have schedules and things get out of whack. And it's just, it's a, it, I'm glad that you shared that because it's, you know, it's a real life deal that people got to deal with uh, when they travel. So no, you didn't go on a tangent at all. Cool. Look, the, yeah. <laughs> the part you just said about performing is the same thing about filming fitness equipment videos when you're, you're, you're out there. Like I went to the headquarters for Force USA to film stuff just because they have a new lineup of stuff and it's easier just to bring me out there and I don't have the room for them to send all the stuff. Sure. But that was the, that was the, the overtraining temptation was actually, if I do this now, tomorrow morning, I'll look much leaner and I'll sweat out the bloat and all this that you try to get yeah. where in reality, like I didn't really start to feel super like bloated and, and, and water, you know, like I was holding water until like the last day. Sure. Starting and now that it's like 48 or 24 hours or whatever removed from that, I feel like I'm getting all that. And I think a lot of it too, just being on the, on that stale air on the plane and just sure. sitting still for so long and the anxiety of your flight, is it going to be delayed or canceled? And my people run these ideas, all these people who travel professionally, you're constantly in flux to try to figure out if this happens, I'll do this. If this happens, I'll do this. And the, you know, plus the fact when I get the Hertz, this is the funny story. I get the Hertz and I buy, I, I rent my cars through Priceline. I get the, the deal. I prepay for it to get a lower price. I get there and uh, the woman goes, um, your car's not here right now. I said, well, okay. And I go, well, is it getting cleaned or whatever? Well, there's a film festival, festival somewhere in Utah. So I, I, you know, my assumption is they gave it to somebody important, not me. And she goes, well, your car's not here. It's going to be anywhere from one to four hours minimum. And they might not even bring it back today. And you might have to pick it up tomorrow. I said, well, I need, I need to get something today. Is there any options? You know, I'm not going to bitch and moan and you know what I mean? And say, it's yeah. your fault, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just, but I said, is there any other options? She goes, yeah, you can get a 12 seat transit van. And I'm like, well, it's snowing. I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> Or we have a Kia Sportage that, but that'll be $35 more. And I said, well, I don't like that, but you know, it's kind of the same class I had anyway. 
I go, okay, I'll do it. I just, uh, if it's just $35 more for the rental, I, I guess that's okay. She goes, no, sir. It's 35 more per day. Yeah. I was like, well, now, now you're going to, now I'm going to start being a little mean. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? Yeah, Why would yeah. you, like, what's the point? What's the point of even, it's like the Seinfeld, I think episode about the, the reservation. It's just a suggestion of a reservation. Sure. And all I kept thinking was, and I got it. And it's like one of those things, my time is money right now. I got to get to the office. And I'm sure they know that too. Sure. But we're hitting such a, just such a weird part, obviously with the economy and with the way people are and the way companies are just gouging or nickel and diming the customers. It's going to come back and bite them in the ass. So I know that for a fact, but I'm just standing, I'm just standing there going like, I could not. I swear I could not do this. Even if I could physically do it today with, with wrestling and I could not travel like this. I couldn't, I can go sure. out to force USA once every few months, or if we ever get together once every so often or whatever, but I'm looking at this and I'm like, okay, well, it's a, it's a day, it's a day and a quarter to drive out to Utah. Maybe I'll do that next time and just mm. stop places and review gyms on the way or do because this 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 stuff isn't going to fly with me every single time. This type of extortion, and of course, I I came home because I I know my wife. She's a much better writer than me, and she also is like Miss Consumer Shark. So if somebody mm. wronged her on a consumer end, she will email <laughs> the CEO. And I was like, yeah, this happened, blah, blah blah. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, hey, can you um email somebody about this? She goes, oh, I'm already thinking about the email, right? So, <laughs> It just sounds like my wife. Yeah, it's just not right, though, right? I mean, it's just sure, no. It's yeah. not right to do. And we're like, well, that's just doing business. Well, you're not getting my business anymore, right? One way or the other. Right. Even to give me, like, yeah, here's your Tesla rental or whatever, because we got a hundred thousand Teslas we we bought. Which, by the way, only three or four airports in the whole country have Teslas. So I guess oh. they got twenty five thousand Teslas per airport. Wow. And I said, well, do you have a, te- you have to have a Tesla? I'll pay 35 more a day for that. At least I have, I've never sure. been one. No, yeah. we, we never carry those at this airport. And she named <laughs> off like the four airports that have them. So that's why funny non, no, but you have to think too. I, I, I haven't eaten properly and I can get, oh, sure. anybody can get very moody that way. So, I, but I'm also very aware that it's not her personal fault. And the worker in me is kind of like, of course, I'm going to be nice. I'm going to try to be accommodating. I'm not going to bitch and moan and complain. But if I, if I'm really nice and I keep saying it's not your fault, maybe she'll take the thirty-five dollars off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I try to. I'm still trying to be a little bit political here, and it didn't. It didn't work, you know. And and obviously, my expenses are going to be uh, reimbursed from business stuff and everything, or written off. But that's not an excuse for another hundred and thirteen dollars because yeah. I still charge tax. On that, sure. they charge separate tax for the separate per day thing that I already paid all the taxes. So that's, that's my, ridiculous. That's my wrestler slash fitness guy travel story. Yeah, yeah. Not to get on a, a tangent and make this episode about car rentals and stuff, but yeah, it's such a gimmick that happens in in with car rentals. I did have it work out to in in my. I'll share a quick little story too uh, about a car rental. I had it work out in my favor one time. <laughs> It was awesome. Uh, the uh, I was I tra- traveled to Phoenix for an ex endurance thing, and I got to the airport. It was late at night, and um, 
there I had I rented a car through Priceline, paid for it in advance, all this kind of stuff. And I don't I think I ended up going, it was like through Dollar General or I don't remember whatever it was, the or dollar rental or however whatever dealer it was. I don't remember. Um, but I went down to the thing and there was this big long line of people and everybody was pissed. People were so mad. And I was just whatever. I was just being me, just being my nice and polite and stuff. And and then they they finally gave me my car. I went to find the car. There was no car. There was nothing available for me. And I'm like, hey, there's no car here. Or no, no, no. Let me back that up. The car was there, but they took it. I took it to check out. And they said, well, this car isn't available for rental. You have to take it back. So they made me turn around and go back. And then I'm like, well, now what? I, there's no car for me. What do I do? And it just so happened that like the manager was driving by and I stopped them. And I was like, hey, I need a car. Uh, this is what happened here. And they're like, she goes, just take whatever car you want. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and she goes, yeah, whatever car you want to take, go ahead and take it. So there was a Range Rover sitting there. Wow. So I went and got a Range Rover for the price of an economy car. It was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was hoping for, but <laughs> uh, it was so good. But, you know, I will say the Range Rover, I didn't really care for it that much. It was nice, but as a big guy, I didn't really like it. <laughs> Not for the but, price. But, not for the you would buy that no, thing for. It's well, great. for the economy price, yeah, it was great. <laughs> no, I mean buying it, like actually buying it at the. Oh yeah, car. I would never buy one of those. So. Sure. Sure. All right, cool. So we were both. Uh, and this will make you get off your diet. This kind of stress. So it is kind of related to. Oh. Like, dude, I just gotta go eat something. This is this day sucks, right? So it's so, so, yeah. so stressful. So. Sure. But that 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 also once again I'm talking about diet and and food. When your stress levels are high and you got those cortisol levels going up, doesn't matter what you eat. And if you're not eating, that can have an even worse effect on your system uh, sure. with, with you being that stress. So the fact that you, we both try to stay calm, we understand that it's not going to be any good for us or anybody if that happens, especially us. So, right. Right. but um, let's, let's talk about the diet stuff though. Cause I, I, yes. I already told you all, all the, all the junk I eat, everything. So what, I mean, what's your history with, let's say nutrition, you know, diets sure. and we were kind of, what's your history with nutrition and you're on the XND challenge, the 63 day challenge right now. And you said diet is an element of that. Mm -hmm. uh, so what, what, how, what's your diet journey look like? And what did you have to kind of clean up in order to start that 63 days? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Like, so my I've always been a, a big guy and I've always just eaten like crazy. I've never really had vices of any kind. Like I've never been a drinker or smoker or anything like that, but I love food. I love to eat. And so when I was younger, I could eat whatever the heck I wanted to eat, whenever the heck I wanted to eat it. And I didn't have any problems at all. It could help me put on mass, all this kind of stuff. But then when I got into my thirties, uh, things changed and that mass started going to my waistline and it was just like, every time I eat, I still, I still eat like I'm 20 and I'm almost 40, you know, like, so it's, it's just, that's my biggest struggle that I've always had is I love, I have a sweet tooth. Like I would go, um, when I was wrestling and on the road on the weekends and stuff, I would always stop at like a gas station on the way home and grab some kind of like, uh, sour patch straws or, gummy bears or you know something i always i just love sugary candy i had a sweet tooth and so we would stop and get that but i'd wake up the next day ready to go no problem get in the gym it wouldn't be a big deal but then you know fast forward now i can't do that if i try to do that now 
I feel like crap the next day. It just whoops my butt because the, the sugar, there's so much sugar and it, it's just brutal. So, so anyway, so, uh, from a diet perspective, I don't really have a problem staying pretty consistent with what I eat. The problem is, is sometimes my consistency is not as dialed in as it should be to hit the fitness goals that I want. I get plenty of protein. I have probably too many carbs, plenty of good fats. Um, and I eat plenty for the most part, uh, every day. So that's not really an issue. The thing that I've done over the last couple of weeks with XMD 63 is following a nutrition plan. Like it starts, the, the goal of the challenge is to, follow, is to start off with just getting on some kind of nutrition plan. And my training right now is I'm trying to put on some, some muscle. I want to grow. I want to get bigger. I want to feel, I want to fill out my, my t-shirt a little bit better and stuff while losing a little weight, even though that's not the primary focus. So my diet is mainly focused on high protein, lower carb. And that's been a big difference. I've noticed a little leanness in my stomach. I still got a little bit of, of weight to lose around my belly, but when I focus on high protein and getting enough protein every day, I feel different in my strength levels the next day and how I perform when I'm working out, all that kind of stuff. So that's for me that the, the nutrition piece has always been a challenge. And I think it's just because I don't make it a priority. I don't make it make the time for it. Like I do everything else. Like the rest of my day is very get up at four thirty, four forty-five, get in the gym, work out, start my day with that, start my day with a good uh, smoothie that I make, um, have that every day. And then usually my day will just get busy and then it falls apart. And then I just grab whatever I can real quick. And then it's the lack of planning derails me sometimes, but high protein is usually my, my main focus. And I think everybody can kind of go that route and have some success. And that's where I stay. I stay in that lane for the most part. I don't really I've never really experimented with too many crazy diets. I know one, like I've never done like a, a Atkins or a zone or anything like that, but I have used um, intermittent fasting in the past, which I, I definitely noticed some benefits from that. Um, but I don't, I don't kind of, I've never tried to go vegan or anything like that. I just kind of stay in my lane when it comes to nutrition. I haven't heard that zone diet in a while. That was something that <laughs> on my mind. I was like, zone diet? What you? Oh, yeah. They had a big bars and all this. I mean, I like yeah. They just had, it's a, the diet was secondary to the products they created, right? Just like Atkins. It's not the, it's not the diet. It's the, it's right. the diet is marketing for the products. Totally. Totally. And I think there's, you know, with all, with all diets, it all comes back to what, to, to, does it work and figuring out what's going to work for you. But it's like, there's pretty simple rules to follow when it comes to nutrition. There's not like there's a million different things. It's protein, carbs, and fats. Like that's what we consume. And if we have higher protein, minimal, like not crazy amounts of processed carbohydrates and some good healthy fats. Okay. Like it, it, it's simple when you think about it like that, but these diets, these fad diets all bring in these different spins on it and you do this and like we were talking about last week with the uh, everybody looks for that quick fix. So they think the diet is the quick fix. And that's where it gets in such a big trouble because it's not about a quick fix. Quick fix might give you a little bit of results, but are these fad diets sustainable in the long term? They might be sustainable for six months. You might get some incredible results, 
but is that sustainable for the next 60 years of your life type thing? Yeah, and uh, I have a slightly different journey than you have. I have tried a lot of these. Well, sure. you know, here's the here's the thing. I love food too. Mm -hmm. I, love, I used to love Chinese buffets. I remember way back in the day, Wendy's had the buffet, remember? Mm. And, and Pizza Hut had the buffet. There's time, you know, Dude. when you're a broke wrestler and you bring the freezer bags yeah. and put the food from Wendy's and Pizza Hut in there for later, you get your yeah. whole day's worth of food. Just got to yeah. eat whatever you can. So, and, you know, I, I don't know anybody that's grown up where there hasn't been any kind of time in their life family-wise where money was a little tight, they had to figure stuff out. Food might not have been so readily available to buy for people or money-wise. Sure. And, and I grew up in a household like that. So anytime there was food, you finished your plate no matter what. And I'm sure a lot of households were absolutely like that. So I was taught to eat, never turn down food, all that stuff. Um, which means I could have been a lot fatter than I was in my, in my, in my heaviest. <laughs> but to me, and the reason why I say all those things with the buffets and the big uh, Sunday Italian dinners and all that stuff that I had with family is because portion control has always been my issue. Like you're talking about taking enough protein or taking enough whatever macros. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's now presented with some of these fad diets that, you don't have to track your portions. It's just a matter of if you eat carnivore diet, anytime you're hungry, eat as much steak as you want. And then sure. until you're full and you don't throw it. Sounds simple enough. Actually on the road, a carnivore diet or a keto diet can be easier to follow. And that's what I said. The temptation was when I was on the road. Sure. I go to a barbecue place, get a bunch of meat. And I'm good. I'm done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm full. But at the same time with these diets, like you said, after being on them for a bit, you think it's sustainable, but we also, you say you love food. I love food. So that includes variety to some extent. We like our kind of our, whatever our go-tos are, but you, you also want a little bit of variety and you want to be able to socialize with other people that might, you know, like my, my wife's a vegetarian. I'm not, but sure. you know, we, we try each other's foods out too. It's kind of cool. Um, but I tried that. I tried carnivore. I tried keto. Atkins a while ago was technically what I was doing, like right leading up to TVs, just because I, I thought carbs were going to hurt me and make me look fat and sure. all this stuff. Uh, but I do believe it was portion control and still is based on this unofficial experiment of me being on the road. I went from literally putting food in the one. I have the flex pro meals that they sent me. Yeah. And that container is what I will kind of portion out the food to fill that but not like pile it up it's got to be kind of even with the top and that's how i can portion control sure. and also the, the old thing of i'm drinking a lot of water with it i'm waiting 15 20 30 minutes afterwards to see if i'm really still hungry or is it just me wanting to to gorge there's all these cues that sure. i need to kind of avoid or even pay attention to but then avoid after that but but that's really and these diets, I have to say, like, like I see a lot of people having results and other things. And then there's people that obviously on YouTube, which is, you know, where you can get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> it was, but, you know, they had their blood work, you know, the sure. blood work looked great and they were, they were, their cholesterol was fine and all this stuff. But in my family, I have, I have a naturally fatty liver for some reason. It's always, the Billy Rubens are always high. They always have been. Uh, also, my cholesterol from doing 
uh, especially the keto diet and then the carnivore through the roof. And my wife and I made a deal that if you get these many like a blood test done or your blood work and you're consistently bad with cholesterol and other things that have to do with diet, will you promise me that you'll at least go back to a standard one or try to try vegetarian or plant-based? And I did. And then, you know, um, by doing that, because my cholesterol in this last one was, dude, it was like super, super high. Sure. The doctor was just like, you know, you got to, you got to cut down the red meat or cut down what you got to, you got to cut down whatever you're doing. And then my wife would, I wouldn't say a word, but my wife, like, he's doing this and that and everything. <laughs> Stooging me off. But, <laughs> well, my numbers kind of did that anyway. So, sure. so, so that kind of stuff, but, but I can understand like the, the benefits for say the keto diet for people with diabetes or even a sure. stomach extent. you got to cut all the sugar out of your diet but you still have to eat. You have to eat meat. You have to do whatever you can to get those macros you just talked about, but you got to get rid of the sugar. So keto has been an immense, you know, an immensely successful diet for people to have diabetes or other conditions. Uh, and then of course, carnivore Jordan Peterson is, and his daughter are the most famous ones to do that because they had so many autoimmune and, and sure. inflammation based diseases. I can't, I can't discount that they don't work, but I can tell you this, they, they weren't working for me. Sure. So, and then I had to simplify it. It was, it was actually, so like I said, Mike, it was something as simple as, all right, I portion control here. Then when I'm outside the home, I'm not portion control. How do I feel when I'm doing portion control? I feel pretty yeah. good. Don't feel sure. when I'm gorging. I always feel hungry. I always want to have a soda. I always want the, it just snowballs into a complete like train wreck after just yeah. having, after coming off of one kind of element of the, of the diet. Sure. Sure. And I think that's, I think that's part of why people get into trouble with these fad diets too. And it, and I, I, I've never really experimented with fad diets. There's one, I can remember one time that it, it, this was, Oh God, it was probably nine years ago or something like that. My wife and I saw this article or read this thing about like an all fruit diet for a few days for weight loss or something like that. Cause we both felt like we want to lose a weight. Little, little, it's the fruitarian diet. My friend was on that. Sure. Know. Sure. And so we, we did it for like a day and it was just like, man, this is ridiculous. Why are we doing this? And then gave <laughs> up on it. And it was just so dumb, you know, like not, not that it doesn't work because it, I just, for me, I know what works for me. And I know that if it, if, if this, if I'm eating plenty of protein, plenty of meat, some veggies, some fruit. I feel good. And it, it, it's when I put in uh, carbs, my kids love spaghetti. So when I have pasta or if I have breads, that's when I notice the difference. And I notice that it just sucks in that way. So I've thought about doing keto for a while and I've had conversations with people around keto and the principles are, are, are sound. Like I, I can get behind any of these diets from a, when you talk about them, but it's the practicality to me that is is a struggle because is it really practical to just eat all fat all the time? And I think people take it to such an extreme with the different diets that they then find the burnout and then they fall off and then they get a bad rap. And then they're like, well, this didn't work for me and they don't stick with it long enough. But I think with all of it, it's just figuring out what's going to work best for you. I think that you can take bits and pieces from every single piece of this like carnivore works for some people. Keto works for some people. Uh, 
whatever paleo works for people you know just no carbs at all works for people fruit works for people vegan works for some i I would argue that it's not the best option in the world but it is whatever right like you just got to figure out what works for you and realize that if you fall off of that it's probably not the end of the world and it probably wasn't the diet that was really the problem here it was it wasn't sustainable and finding something that's sustainable is more important than whatever short-term results you're going to get on a one of these fad and i don't know if i'd necessarily even call them like a keto i don't know carnivore seems kind of a fad diet as of late because it kind of came out of nowhere but it's working for some people so i can't who might argue with it you know yeah well i'm not going to say like i said before these these diets do work for people in certain elements and certain situations and everything at all all i'm saying is my experience, and I'm talking about years and years of of bad blood work. This just isn't yeah. uh, every once every six months and maybe maybe two. This is going on like maybe three years plus. So when I'm being 51 and you got cholesterol and other things creeping up and things happening and you're married and you know you have family, you're yeah. not gonna take any chances. I'll tell you what I did because because I think the basis of a keto and especially a carnivore diet are the elimination factor. They're elimination diets because you're trying to figure out where your food sensitivity is. And I did that, but I didn't do it. I cut almost everything out. I didn't do like a step-by-step elimination. Like you just said, I have pasta, I have bread, has a negative effect on me. So maybe I'm a little sensitive to gluten or whatever. You can kind of break it down. With me, I went there, but I never really said, let me have some whey protein. Let me have some dairy. Let me have these separate things to see what kind of effect it has on me. And I can tell you right now, the things I have cut out, um, every bit of protein I have is from food now. Mm. I don't have protein shakes right now, yeah. uh, especially whey, because the yeah. whey protein seems like it will get me every time. My stomach at my age or after so much exposure to whey protein for decades on there. I told you shakes and bars. Yeah. I had an overabundance of whey protein and de- developed an intolerance to it. Sure. Dairy is the other thing to an extent. Now dairy is very much, I feel like it, you build up to the intolerance. Mm. So whey protein, I think I have an instant intolerance just because the way my de- digestive system works and I drank it and I could switch to another protein powder, but I like the fact that I'm always trying to eat my protein yeah, and trying to 100%. do that instead of the quick shake because it doesn't fill me up anyway, it, yeah. at least not for me. So the dairy seems to be, okay, sometimes I can have a little bit of shredded cheese on like a taco or something, or sometimes I can have this. But if I full on like have just add cheese to my salads every single time, shredded cheese or whatever, or sliced cheese, within a day or two, it's just, I'm, you know what I mean? I, I can't really do it two days in a row. So based on that and then applying that to some kind of standard diet has been has been pretty beneficial. Also, the, the key for me was, and I, I'm sure you have people like this, you know, Austin Idol, right? From mm-hmm. wrestling. Yeah. All right. I, I'm talking, I was talking to him for a while. We were talking about lifting and talking about diets and stuff. And I was like, well, what do you do? He's in his 70s. He looks great. He's still sharp, still works out cares a great deal about his health and talks about it a lot. So I asked him what he did and he told me it was based on this book right here, the savior life diet. Mm. I have admittedly, I have not read the whole thing, 
I read enough and also what he told me with the bullet points of the actual diet. I wake up in the morning, I work out. After my workout, I have, he sent me that uh, red mill or something, wheat germ, which was nice of him. He mm. literally, he's like, yeah, this is what I take and blah, blah, blah. And then like three days later, it's it's at my doorstep, the wheat germ. So I was like, <laughs> it was cool. It was very, for he didn't have to do that. So, and he sent me the book too. Yeah, that's so awesome. Who's that by again? I'm just, I'm writing uh, down a Dave note. Ruben, Dave, Dave Rubin, Dave Rubin, MD. Okay. So, so when I, when I read the book and then I, the reason why I didn't finish, because I got excited about the elements that, and then started to apply them right away and mm. kind of got away from the book. And of course, talk to him and text him about it. So you take like a tablespoon of wheat germ uh, in the morning and mm. then about a half hour to an hour later, I have this, this would have killed me five years ago to even think about it. Have a, have a bowl of oatmeal, either a half cup or a cup, mm. put bananas in it. We're talking about like, if you're doing keto and carnivore, that one meal there is probably a month's worth of carbs. Yeah. So, <laughs> so but I was like, I, I'm going to do this because obviously certain foods will lower your cholesterol as well. And then avoiding or minimizing some foods will bring it down as well. So sure. have a bowl of oatmeal. It's really good. I'm full. I had it probably two, three hours ago, and I'm not hungry now. So then sometimes mid-morning, if I feel like it, another test. Like, I, I was like, oh, bread. I'm not doing bread. I'm not doing bread. But I like peanut butter and jelly. So like mid-morning, if I feel like it, I'll have it, or mid-afternoon, in between the meals, I snack will be a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on, like, keto bread they, they, they have nature zone makes really good keto bread that's not not like the size of this mouse it's bigger <laughs> bigger pieces of bread so sure. i have that and i'm like and and the funny part is I, one or two times i tried to force myself I'm like i was like i got you know you got to eat something every three hours you're a bodybuilder or whatever and yeah i was like and i couldn't finish the sandwich and I'm not talking about loading peanut butter or, or reduced sugar or sugar-free jelly or whatever onto it. I'm talking about a pretty standard, I could not finish it, which to me was like a very, very exciting sign that the, the, the oatmeal and the fruit is keeping me full. I'm not bloated, but I don't feel like I need to munch on anything either. So sometimes I don't even eat until lunch when I have one of my prepared meals with the, with the proper sure. portion control. Doing that, Eddie, even sometimes during lunch, kind of cheating on whatever. And once again, as an experiment, I was like, I don't feel bloated at all. I feel pretty, my lower belly area, which we all have the problem. Like, I don't feel like, you know, that one thing off camera when I was like, I was like, remember I was talking about my diet and I just kind of lifted my shirt up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what I mean? I was like, I actually kind of have abs again. And I'm like, what's yeah. going on? I'm eating more and I'm eating more carbs than I've ever eaten. This doesn't sure. make any sense compared to what I've been kind of like following. So um, I was like, you know what, for lunch, I'll, maybe a couple of days this week, I'll try a soda, not two, but a little can of Coke zero drank it with my afternoon salad or afternoon tuna fish sandwich or whatever I had. Nothing, hmm. nothing. I mean, hmm. it's weird. Cause like yeah. now I'm eliminating, I've cut my red meat down to maybe once. I'm not going to eat red meat for a little bit now. Cause I had red meat twice on the road, but maybe once a week I'll have red meat, like a little hamburger or some, something of a steak, but most of it is chicken and fish and the oatmeal and salad, or uh, I might have a soup that I make. Mm. 
So that's a very long drawn out way of saying it, but, but that kind of stuff. And like, I'm eating a good variety of food. I don't feel like I'm depriving myself. And I feel like I'm getting what you saw from the hotel. I showed you the hotel tour video. Mm -hmm. Like I, I just, I feel better than I ever have before, you know, as yeah. far as digestive and stomach and not as soon as I eat, I feel like, oh, my stomach's starting to rumble. I need to, you know what I mean? You start to feel a little queasy from the food. Does yeah. that, any of that make sense? Oh, dude, it makes total sense. I mean, you're fixing, you're fixing your gut health, uh, with that's it. I, that, I, that's yeah. the one thing I ignored for so many years. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I mean, we all, we all fall into that category where we don't realize how much our guts factor into what's going on in our, in our diets every single day. And more research is being done to show that the gut is, and I, I don't claim to be an expert on this at all. I'm, I'm learning as I go with, as, as it relates to the gut, but more research is showing that the gut is like our second brain. And so if your gut is in disrepa disrepair, it's like, there's almost like a, a direct connection from your gut to your brain. And if your gut's crappy, your brain's crappy. And then when your brain and gut are both crappy, the rest of your body's crappy. And so then you just don't, you don't function as well. You don't process information as well because you've got this, this bloated, you know, think about it. Anytime you've ever like indulged on a bunch of pasta, had a ton of carbs, anything like that. And you just feel that immense bloat afterwards and everybody's just full. And then you just feel foggy and like, you feel like crap all the time because you just, your, your gut is trying to process all of this stuff that it's not used to. And so like you're dialing that in and getting your gut health repaired to a certain extent, because it's getting the stuff that it needs to fix it. So then that soda that you're going to have doesn't hit you as hard because your gut's stronger and, you know, better able to process that soda that you're having. You know what I mean? So like there's so many things as it relates to the gut and some of these fad diets with the elimination piece of it, to me, I think for, for people that want to experiment with a fad diet or dial in the nutrition, I think it's, it's pretty simple. Fad diets essentially are elimination diets for the most part, depending on which one you're talking about. But at the core, it's eliminate this, focus on this. And if your body's sensitive to carbs and you eliminate carbs, well, yeah, then that diet's probably going to work for you and you're probably going to feel better. But I think we can do that on our own without following a fad diet. It's, hey, let's figure out a nutrition. If for two weeks you eat the same meal every single day, the same three to four meals or same snacks, and just put it on repeat for three for two to three weeks, you're going to set a new baseline for yourself and figure out, okay, this is what my body can handle. This is where I'm at. And so then after that, let's remove all the dairy that we had in that two to three week period. And now let's see how my body adjusts for a week. And I figure out, okay, I'm definitely sensitive to dairy because I don't feel the bloat anymore because I took it out and the, the, the dairy's gone. I'm not saying that that's like hundred percent the case, but it's for the average person to figure that out. I definitely think that that's a great approach. And then you can eliminate red meat and see what happens there. You can eliminate all carbs, see what happens there. Eliminate fruit if you want and see what happens there. Cause you know, sometimes fruit can be counterproductive to what you're doing. If you're trying to lose weight and you're just eating all kinds of fruit and there's high sugars and, and you know what I mean? So like, it's, it's not an end all be all. There isn't one size fits all for everybody, but I think the principles of these diets that come into the fad category, the mainstay 
is it's all about figuring out what works for you and eliminating certain things to decide how your body can handle it and get your body kind of dialed into one direction to where it's comfortable and what works. I think, I think the eliminating something with those diets has probably more credence and credit than the actual staple of eat nothing but meat. Totally. That's what I think I've experienced is my, my diet is not restrictive at all right now, except for the things that I think are, are doing me harm over time or building an intolerance. Here's a question. And I didn't really, I tried to look it up, but I'm not getting any kind of information. You know, we don't know the keto used to be the Atkins diet. So it's just graduated in something else. Carnivore diet seems to be fairly new. How long or how many, you know, of course there's an R question now that I'm asking this one, like how many years or decades does it, does a study have to be done to show that these diets are good, bad, or have no bearing on anything. And also who do, who can we trust to do these studies? Cause the government just released a new food, food pyramid. And I, I think I sent it to you where like red meat is below like, like lucky cereal charms. or something lucky charms <laughs> lucky charms and you should eat lucky charms yeah bugs yeah no i it, it, yes it, the question of who can we trust i it, you have to do your own research and figure out what's going on there and but i think um trusting some of the government studies you have to trust the money of where that came from and so anytime i anytime i read a study it's okay this is that study but who paid for it where did that come from and is it purely driven because the the science can get skewed based on who's who's paying the bills and clearly lucky charms are not better for you than a steak or some ground beef right like i it, they're just not i'm sorry like i, I i'll take a stand on that yeah, one and if i get a that's a hot take <laughs> Right. That's my hot take. If 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 we get a bunch of hate from it, whatever, I don't care. So cereals with about. marshmallows don't have as much protein as a steak. You f yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> well, that that whole thing and and the the whole graphic was just there was so much that was just backwards, and it, it makes me wonder about the study and like how it was even done. And if I think about it, like okay, if you measure it based on added nutrients and um i don't even know how you can make it work to be honest with you but like if you really if you really tried well yeah yeah money is definitely what what makes it work for sure um but it, i tried to try to think about it in my head is like okay how can they even see from that perspective that this makes sense and so any study like that they could be a six-month study could be a month study there's needs to be a collective collective data that you're going to look at you can't just blindly follow one aspect of this. And so what I do from, from my personal knowledge is I follow different people in the space and look at all the different perspectives. I look at what's put out on the mainstream media, but then I also look at uh, some other YouTubers. One guy that I really like and I think is, is very solid in his information is a guy named Thomas DeLauer. Um, he puts out a new video every day very keto like he's like a keto expert he knows uh, he ties a ton of videos about keto but he also really dives into the science and the different studies and is putting out new information all the time 
there's a, a show, the model health show uh, is, a, is a good one too, where they just talk about different things. Max Lugavir is another one that I listen to um, has uh, genius foods is, was his book that was written. So there's a lot of core concepts that you have to look at. And, and this is for the average person when you're, you, for you're listening to this, when you're figuring out what nutrition plan to follow, what diet makes sense for you, it's about looking at the full scope of it and understanding, well, this person's saying this, this person's saying this, this person's saying this, let's find the similarities in there. And let's figure out well, out, out of all these different perspectives, what is some of the things that people agree on, right? Like if everybody's saying that eggs are good for you and nine out of 10 people say eggs are good for you, but only one is saying that eggs are bad. Like there's some thing I saw the other day that eggs are suddenly causing blood clots or something like that, which is just is insane. But the, like the, the eggs have been so good for so long and all this kind of stuff. And if enough people are saying that this is the case, then it's, it might be true and you might want to figure it out for yourself. Now there is a bunch of conspiracies and that's a whole nother show that we, can, we can I will say about. the same, the same exact uh, quote news site also said that the reason why people are having heart attacks is because of traffic and honking horns. Oh, geez. See, and, and, that, and it's just follow the money, follow the money where you're at. Yeah. And it's spe specifically with nutrition. I think that's where the fad diets get a lot of uh, play because people jump on them thinking, okay, well, I'll do this and I'll feel better. And then they do have results because it's elimination based and they eliminate the bad stuff. And when you take bad stuff out, you're gonna feel better. I don't care. Even if the, the other stuff you're putting in is maybe not the most healthy, the most nutritious, the most widely nutritious thing that you can do. If you eliminate garbage that you're putting in, you're gonna feel better no matter what. So I don't know if I answered the question at all, but like the studies, it's all, you got to follow the money and then follow what you think people are saying and try the things and experiment. I think you and I both uh, view it as we're an experiment and we've got to try and figure out what works for us. So everybody listening, same thing, try it, figure out what works for you. Don't get so beholden to one diet that you don't open your mind to the other options that are out there. And just for the record, uh, this is not a new thing because we have famous commercials you can see on YouTube in black and white uh, for Palmol and Marlboro, where the doctor is pulling it out of his lab coat talking right. about, I only smoke <laughs> these cigarettes. Right. So he might have been he might have been paid to do that. I'm not Possibly. sure. But Possibly. Um, I, I know this is going against the almighty government food pyramid. But I would say probably if you talk about one thing you need to eliminate, no matter what kind of diet you do, no matter what kind of food or how much you eat, eliminate processed sugar. Yeah. Before even getting yeah. the processed foods. Yeah. Anything that has processed sugar, high fructose corn syrup, any of that stuff. But just anything that's not fruit is one thing. You know, they can you have to wash it and do all that. But I found that the sugars from even just bananas and blueberries is what I put in my oatmeal separately, not together, but I'll have one to two bananas with the oatmeal or I'll have strawberries in there that, that I heat up and put in there. Not really any kind of, any kind of, you know, negative effect. Now, right. the interesting part, we'll probably have to revisit this. I'm going to do that levels thing. I'll probably stick myself live on one of these episodes. Mm. 
and I will monitor it for a month. They give you 30 days so I can test it out, do a review, but we could talk about it and actually look at my stats of what sure. everything looks like. But the way I feel, I don't feel any, even after removed from two to three days of not being on my diet, the way I should have been of not eating, of drinking too much soda, not getting the proper sleep from being in a hotel room. I still feel like I'm ahead more so than when I was on those diets and wasn't traveling. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. Like I bounced back a lot quicker. Yeah. I had a good night's sleep and woke up, worked out and just feel, you know, really good. Now, if you broke your back, it won't help with that inflammation. (laughs) (laughs) It will help with some, but not if you have an actual broken back. Sure. Sure. No. And to your point, the, the, the eliminating the processed sugars that that is a big deal and i would i would add in eliminating artificial stuff artificial sweeteners artificial flavoring things like that like the different dyes and things because that is it all goes down to the gut health right and so natural sugars from fruit our bodies know how to process that our bodies know how to use that it's just natural stuff so our bodies can look at that and be like oh okay i can process this and i can make it work any type of processed sugar artificial sugar artificial sweeteners your body doesn't know what to do with that and then so that inflammation that you just brought up like that's where a lot of that stuff comes from and then your gut becomes inflamed and then I've, I've explained this a bunch of times when talking about uh, probiotics and things like that, when your gut becomes inflamed, instead of, if you think of your gut, like your gut wall, like a hand, right? Your gut wall should be like this, where your hand, and for those of you listening, I've got my hand closed, but you can check out the YouTube channel to, to see the, the visual, but your gut when it's in good health, looks kind of like this, where it's going to absorb things properly. It's it's creates a good barrier between what's going on in the food you're ingesting versus the rest of the body. So then your gut blocks and absorbs things properly. But when you bring in artificial s- sweeteners, artificial flavors, uh, high high carb uh, processed carbs, things like that that cause inflammation in your gut, this happens. And so now when you when you're ingesting food no matter what it is, your body is trying to process all these things but there's these big huge gaps in everything that's going on in your gut. So when you, when you have your gut, gut Yeah, dude. And so like it just spreads it wide open so now people can come into you, like the food that you're you're consuming, your body can't process it as efficiently. And so then it just leaks right in and it causes all this inflammation and all this stuff because your body can't handle it as much. So dialing in with the fad diets and things, a lot of times what happens is it closes that gut wall back up. And so now there's things are getting processed properly. Your gut's in better health. And then it makes everything just work so much better across the board. But that's not because they're eating the food that they're supposed to eat on the trendy diets it's because they eliminated all the other stuff that was creating the leaky gut and all the other symptoms yeah i mean i would say yeah that's a that's a big part of it the the big reason is is your guts repaired is because you eliminate the things that are causing the damage not necessarily saying that high fat is the best option but you eliminated some of the other things that are causing the inflammation yeah so yes yep so it's the way i see it it took me some time to figure this out this is most recent for me but it was it was my diet is the most unrestrictive outside of portion control that's unrestrictive and even once a week or once every we were doing once every week or 10 days because like i said my wife is is starting her fitness brand and we're going to be working together and she's super accountable since she made that decision 
So we sure. don't want to go out and eat and do junk or anything. But but like I said, once in a while, like during the course, I think I've been doing this for probably a month or so, not even that long, like really committed to maybe six weeks. But if we feel like we're like, oh, it's Saturday lunchtime, let's go get a couple slices of pizza or something at this mm -hmm. one pizza place near the beach. I've sent you those pictures from the beach. So <laughs> you're on the list now, sending the pictures yeah. to the beach. But, um, I like them. <laughs> Oh, everybody does. I, I love it, though, because I'm actually there. Sorry, rub it yeah. in. I was in Utah. Yeah. It was colder there. I don't show my wife because she would be like, well, let's go. Let's go. Let's go visit. Could you imagine, <laughs> could you imagine if we had a legitimate studio to, to do this show? Oh, and that'd be awesome. Say, that I've, might be enough for you to move. And I had to take a trip to Florida every week. Yeah, my, my wife would not hate that <laughs> as long as she got to come. <laughs> that might get a little expensive. You might want to just get yeah. a house down here. Yeah, but, good uh, point. <laughs> but the... um. You know, the fact that, like, I used to look at pizza and say, oh, my God, if I eat that one slice of pizza, I'm done for the week. I'm off. Yeah. Off carnival. But just to experiment, you go there, even a couple, a couple slices of pizza, a little bit. of For some reason, I got a mental thing or soda when I'm eating stuff like that, have That's one true. soda with it. And, dude, maybe that day I'm like, oh, I just feel a little exploded. It's like next morning in the gym, I'm I'm fine about two days later. Yeah. Doesn't even feel like I ever I ever ate it. It's so amazing. Now I'm yeah. not I'm not adding that on to my meals. I'm still trying to try to get my protein in for the day and stuff like you said, some of the macros. But if I eat one to two slices of pizza, that is my lunch. Sure. Like I'm not going, okay, now I gotta go home in an hour or two from here. I if I'm hung, if I'm not hungry, I'm not hungry. Right. I'll, I'll I won't eat till dinner. Or if right. we go out to eat and we eat something that's generally healthy, like say fajitas or something like that. And I got the meat and the vegetables and all that stuff. Don't try to eat the, too many of the tortillas. It's literally three meals for me then. Sure. That's the best part of portion control. If you're going to go out to eat, like I, I filled up so quick that I brought it home. I had some for dinner later and then I had some for lunch the next day. So it was like actually more cost effective to, to do sure. it like that, you know? So I don't know. It's a mystery to me. I'm like, like everybody listening and watching, Mike and I don't have everything figured out. We don't claim sure. to. We never will. We're just sharing kind of our experiences and mistakes or whatever. But if it is working for you, like you said, Mike, hey, if keto carnivore, zone diet, if, that, if that's even still around, paleo, <laughs> if any of these things are working for you and, and it's sustainable for you, we're not judging it. Sure. We're just talking about the stuff that we've gone through with that but i would examine if you're if you're really listening and watching this like mike said what are you eliminating more importantly besides what you're actually choosing to ingest that would probably right. be a good question yeah no i i think i think to your point of the restrictive and examining what you're doing i think you don't have to be as restrictive when you take the time to really pay attention to what it is that you're putting in your mouth, right? And if you're if you're putting junk in your mouth all the time, you're gonna you're you, you're gonna have to be a little restrictive for a certain amount of time to change that habit. But once you change that habit and you know how you're you find that baseline, which these fad diets will help help people do. It will help people find a new baseline. And when you can find that baseline, it it helps you reset and know okay, well, this is going to screw me up when I eat this, but I'm going to get right back on track tomorrow and no big deal, right? And I think you don't have to be restrictive once you take the time to really figure out 
what your body can handle, what your body works with. So that would be my, my one encouragement to anybody who's trying a fad diet or has tried them in the past and failed is try it again. See what works for you. Pick a different one this time and try to dial in and find a new baseline for yourself. Give it a few weeks and then slowly experiment with other things. And then you won't have to live this restrictive lifestyle all the time. I think that's one thing too. Like people think about adopting a diet and well, I'm going to do this for this certain amount of time. I can't do this long-term or they think they have to adopt this restrictive lifestyle long-term. I got to count my macros forever. I got to do all these things. I don't, I don't believe that's the case. So, you know, you, if that works for you, fine, go ahead and counting your macros for the first month or so. So you can get comfortable with it and get familiar with the food you're putting in. To me, that's what works. Like I don't count my macros unless I'm really focused on wanting to lean out at this certain point of time but I hate doing it. I don't like doing it. And so I just stick with what I know works. I have a general idea of what the protein t content is of the foods I take in and I shoot for that target. And I just kind of go based on feel all the time. So I don't have to stay restrictive or count my macros or any of that crap that nobody likes to do. I was going to say, or you can buy uh, an air bike like we have and you'll burn extra calories and you can have pizza once or twice yeah. a week. That, that's a good option too. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry from that this morning, man. I was I was filling B-roll for the uh, the Blitz Air Bike 2.0 video that's coming out soon, and it was, I mean, it was. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm just gonna warm up, and I'm just down there. It's like a minute or so. I'm like, oh my god, my heart rate's like 117. <laughs> you know, like a general, like I do on the recumbent bike. Like, okay, I'll just gotta switch this over to a hit workout right now, like without choice. I'm I'm in there now anyway. So, oh, but um. I think also a lot of things like the thing with me, the, that really, when people say, well, God, how, how did you give up processed sugar or any sugar mm. outside of natural sugar? How'd you do it for me? We discovered, and this is where people, like you said, you're a, you're an experiment. Your body is your own lab experiment that you can research and journal and do all these things to try to figure out. It's going to be fascinating. You have the rest of your life to do it. So don't, mm -hmm. that'll kind of keep you from the urgency of a 21 day fix or anything like that. But we discovered that when I have chocolate or processed sugar, um, I don't know if it's stevia, but I cut stevia even out. When sure. I have a certain amount of sugar, my migraines kick in like that. Oh, I get migraines. Yeah. It's not psychosomatic. It's not some, it literally like, we even tried doing white chocolate that sort of worked, but I just said to my wife, I go, I don't need to eat it. Maybe once yeah. in a while I'll have something. It's not conducive to, it's not the type of food that's going to make me progress in anything I'm doing now. Sure. If I'm in the mood, I'm not going to like, Oh, but I also have to be careful and have our little migraine remedy on hand. Cause you know, you ever get those with the ocular migraines? Oh, totally. The prisms. Yeah. That's yeah. what I get. And yeah. you know better. And the people out there are listening or watching you can, you can get, you know, like if I feel it, I got, I know I got a few minutes to get the, the migraine remedy. We actually have it up on the YouTube channel. What I do with lemon juice and salt and a little bit mm -hmm. of water. If I don't get to it in time, like if it happened in Utah and I didn't have an accent two, three, four days, I'm, Ooh, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. No joke. I mean, I can do this or do other things, but the minute we're done, I got to shut it all off. And literally sure. sit or lay in a dark room and mm. just, to, and you've been there and people listening and watching have probably been there. It's just, 
no fun, but it keeps me, it's like, okay, I eliminated something that has no nutritional value to what I'm doing. And it's, it's great because now yeah. it's almost like the fear of it is going to keep me, keep me in line. Right. Cause I don't right. want you, like you think I hear, I see your face as I'm talking about it. Nobody wants a migraine. Well, no, yeah, I mean, chocolate or sugar or ice cream that is worth a migraine, right? Yeah, yeah, and you and you like you've experimented to figure out that that's what it is, and that's all all like kind of sums up the whole thing here. Is it's there's so many uh, things that we can experiment with and figure out ailments and and just avoid them moving forward because we've you realize that oh the sugar was what was doing that to me, you know. So yeah, there's just so much to be to be done when it comes to diets and figuring out what's possible and being making yourself an experiment so i'm gonna I know exactly when it happened it. too i know exactly yeah. when it happened because it wasn't I, I didn't think it was chocolate and i was trying to figure out oh i can have dark chocolate that's healthier on keto and all you know you try to tell yourself anything so you can have what you want but we went to the it was our cheat day we went to the beach like i said i i, I went to the beach so just to remind you uh, <laughs> But yeah, and we got we got we got a couple donuts from uh, Publix. Mm. I was like, oh, that kind of sounds good. I haven't had one of those in forever. I'll go there and got got my water and had a donut. There's so much sugar in the donuts. It was like <laughs> jelly donut with the powdered sugar on top. And dude, yeah. I'm telling you, the the it wasn't a hot side. The bright sun sitting on there, where I usually take the picture and I send it to you. The bright sun felt like it literally came up to my face and went, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. How's that feel? Oh, get your left temple. I'm going to hook it right here. Dude, within seconds. And I, I felt bad because my wife was like so relaxed and everything. And she yeah. turned to me. I had sunglasses on. She turned mm. to me. I took the sunglasses on and she was like, we got to go. Your migraines. Can't. I go, I know. Like my eyes were like crossing. I was just, oh, man. I felt like the, the, the sun and outer space was just beating me over the head with every megaton that it had. <laughs> so we got home and I wasn't in time to do the drink. Uh -oh. We did it anyway, but I was shut down for pretty much the whole day. And then, you know what? That could be partially. Let's just throw this in. My great grandfather, my grandparents, they all, my father, I think, experienced migraines. So there is some hereditary element to it. But I'll tell you what, when I've cut out mostly all, if not all the processed sugars, knock on wood, I haven't had a migraine since. Yeah, I'm in front sure. of here editing just like you are and doing all that work. So just giving people a caution. So if, you, if you're getting migraines, yeah, I would look at your diet as well as whatever unhealthy habits you have. Yeah. No, it's huge. By the way, we're not doctors or medical professionals. We should probably should have said Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, Disclaimer. I, I the don't try this. Oh, I got the don't try this at home thing on my on my editing too. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't 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 take any of this as as the gospel truth. Uh we're just given our experience and what we believe uh works for us. So that it, it just goes back to experimenting um with your nutrition and what's gonna work for you. So I had a funny I, I had a funny us. don't do not try this at home thing. I was I had the ladder and I didn't feel like moving it and I was trying to put the the, the gym lights up and I was reaching over while grabbing the ladder and I was gonna put the voiceover over that clip when I when I, when I'm real. <laughs> 
That's great. <laughs> if you heard, if you heard, ah, you know, Stevie Richards died like falling off a ladder in his garage gym. You're like, yeah, that's yeah, that's okay. Sounds about right. okay. He was okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> One last bump. <laughs> yeah, or died while sitting on the recumbent bike from a heart attack or whatever. <laughs> Only if somebody drives by and honks the horn. See, that's what there really you go. Does. That's what we do it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or the uh, what did you say? The blood clots. Yeah, because of the eggs. I got blood clots from cardio. That, that makes go. perfect sense, doesn't it? That makes total sense. <laughs> Your blood is pumping, <laughs> therefore clotting. Uh, that's all we got before we get in trouble. Let's uh, let's get. Yeah, let's, let's shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot! I think so, people are right. saying. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna let Mike take us out. I do the intro. He does the outro. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in this week. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all the things on the YouTube channel. You can find the audio version of the show uh, wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You can go leave us a voicemail on, on Spotify. There's a link to that. Check the show notes if you want to support the channel, support the show. Uh, my links are in there. Stevie's links are in there. You can support us. There are some affiliate links there uh, if you guys want to support. Don't have to. It's, it's definitely appreciated if you want to, uh, but it's there. We want to try to keep these uh, this show completely ad-free because that's just not who we are. We want to bring value as much as we possibly can. So with that said, thank you for listening. We appreciate you all, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye.